you are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. Well, we're on this series. Again, if you have um, not been with us the last couple of weeks, we're on this series called The Future Church. And we're beginning to unpack what, um, what it looks like, beginning to have vision for what it looks like of the church of the future. Realizing that in many ways, the church of the future is, is the kiddos that are actually in our classrooms right now. And those who have yet to come to Jesus. And we began to talk about these statistics that of great concern of how many kids will start leaving the church. Um, by 2050, uh, it's estimated over 30 million young people will end up leaving the church. Uh, that were grew up in the church, grew up in Christian homes, they have, will have left the church. It's over a million uh, per year. Uh, a lot of other statistics around that, but today I'm going to be talking about um, church because I, I want us to redefine what we say is church. I'm engaging all of you in this conversation today um, because not all of you are young. So it's like, okay, yes, we have a responsibility to um, serve in our kids' ministry, and thank you for that encouragement, Nikki, about um, us being engaged and involved. But I think it goes beyond that because the future church actually is you as well. Because guess what? Next week is the future. <laughs> and you are going to be in the future next week. And we have a part to play in this. But the question is that I want us to engage is, is, is what is church? What is church? And is it all about going to church? Here's another interesting trend. It's, they tell us now that people, and you probably can be telling me this, whether it's true or not, <coughs> People attend church a whole lot less. They would say that they're faithful church attenders if they go twice a month. And, uh, but the average is once a month. And a lot of factors. I, I, there's no judgment of people's personal walk with Jesus in that. But it's a reality of society. People are busy. People have a lot more opportunity to travel, do different things. They work on Sunday today. We don't have laws that used to, remember those blue light laws? I don't know if they had them here where basically things were closed on Sunday. So there's something going on in our society, something going on in our culture. And, and so when we're talking about the future church, I think it's important for us to understand what is this future church? What is church? I want us to open our Bibles, if you will, to 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible, by the way, we have complimentary free Bibles um, that you can take home. They're yours um, at the Info Hub. They have a blue cover, so if you don't have a Bible, please feel free. Um, also, I hey, just want to give you, while you're looking at First Peter, I want to let you know some other things that are um, taking place. Our Thursday night service is going to be shifting to become uh, solely a youth-focused service. The reason being is our pastoral staff have all committed to the fact that we so believe in our future generation and our future church that we wanted to take our best energy and our best time to serve our youth. So myself, Audra, Richie, Jorgen, um, we're going to be shifting our focus 
um, for Thursday night. So if you come Thursday night, I want you to come. We're just going to make you a small group leader, a youth mentor. We're going to put you to work in serving our kids. Yes. There we go. So if, if you're clapping, that means you're going to be here. <laughs> that will start uh, December 5th, by the way, December 5th. So I'm super excited about it. I'm super passionate about our young people. Maybe you're not so as excited as I am, you young youngsters, that I'm going to, I want to like engage with you. We're going to have fun together, learn about Jesus and putting you on fire for the Lord so you can take Jesus into your schools and win your school for Christ. 1 Peter 5, chapter 3, says this. Uh, starting, I'll start in verse 13. But you'll see on the screen, it'll be verse 15. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you'll be blessed. Uh, so, by the way, when somebody says being a Christian, you're no longer going to suffer. <laughs> Uh, right. That is not what that says there. It says, if you should suffer for righteous sake, you'll be blessed. What it means is if you're doing the right thing and you still suffer, there's a blessing in it for you. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled, but in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. You'll see this on your screen too. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. Can you say that word hope? hope. That word hope. My question is, is how full is your hope tank? <laughs> Think about this on a scale of one to ten. Where are you? How hopeful are you? Because how hopeful are you is the thing that somebody's going to be looking at who asks you, What is the hope that you have in your life? Why, when you go through difficulties, why do you go through stressful times that you, you seem to navigate that differently than most? Why is it that, that you seem to have this, this joy, this unspeakable joy, this peace that you have that, that, by the way, demonstrates a level of hopefulness? Why is it when this world seems to be crumbling, you see, oh my word, what a great opportunity for the light to shine brighter, the hope that is in you. See, this hope needs to be found in each one of us because that is what defines a church. The church of Jesus Christ is not a building. It's not a name. It's a group of people who come around Jesus Christ as King and Lord that gives us a hope. We sang about it today that our sin has been erased. Our guilt, our shame has been taken care of. Our future has been set. And we can have confidence in realizing that the, the one who set us free from all of our bondages is one that also should be shared. So I, I want to tell you a story of how I bombed something. Bombed. In other words, how I kind of missed the mark. So 
I had this opportunity to run into, um, trying to tell you how much I should share with you. Um, a classmate's mom of my son. And I knew her kind of from a distance when I was a soccer coach. I've coached her son and, and what have you. And, and I just happened to be, we were waiting to pick up my son uh, from the bus and we were talking. And, and I started to tell her my story, my testimony of how I found Jesus. I usually like to ask, like, do you have any church background? Do you have any faith? And then I share my own story, my testimony, because it's radical how Jesus found me and, and saved me, even though I grew up in the church. And I just wanted to express that level of, if Jesus can do this for me, he can do this for you. But can I tell you where I kind of bombed it? Then I got to the end of this, and I said, like, do you have a good church to go to? And I invited her to church. Now, you might think that that was okay. But guess what? People don't need to be invited to church. They need to be invited to know Jesus. Now, I get that, that sometimes, well, most time, I will actually invite people to know Jesus. So you're thinking, okay, well, if I can just get them to church, Pastor Mark will do the deal. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no deal to be had. All it is is we, Jesus came to set people free. Jesus came to give them life and life in the full. And we have an enemy who wants to rob, kill, destroy. And so we say, how do we bring people not to Church, we bring people to Jesus. Now, I know there's a little bit of, um, oh, so, so my prayer was, there is a better end to this story. So, so my prayer is like, I bombed it. Like the God just brought conviction in my heart. And it's like, um, so I had, I said, Lord, give me another opportunity. So sure enough, there was another opportunity. And I, and I, I told this person, I said, you know, I just want to apologize. I want to apologize because I, I just invite you to my church, and I, I know that that, that doesn't seem harmless. It didn't seem bad, but I honestly, you, I believe in the church. I believe that we grow best when we're in community. I believe in the gathering of people, but, but I'm not looking for people just to become members of a church. What? I said, I'm sorry. I, I, what I needed to ask you is, is, did you want to know Jesus? Now, I, I would love for her to say that at that moment, she says, yes, I've been longing for somebody to ask me that. <laughs> but instead, she says, you know, I have my beliefs. And I said, you know what? If you ever want to know this Jesus who loves you, has a great plan for your life, please just ask me because I would love to introduce you to him. And she said, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, you know, the seed was planted. And who knows what will transpire of that. But in defining the church, the church is not just about gathering a bunch of people to do some religious activity. It really is about gathering people together to worship Jesus our King and to serve one another, and to be instructed into his word. So it's his word that gives us life, his word that gives us the instruction to know how to live in this kingdom of God, which, by the way, is here and now. 
So I've been fascinated by this pop artist, actually a rapper, Kanye West. He, he might be conf, uh, controversial for you, um, but at least from what I could tell, he's had a radical transformation and a radical encounter with Jesus. And he just put up a new album called Jesus is King. So if he's working for the devil, I, would, I wouldn't think he would be putting out an album that says Jesus is King. So anyways, whether you believe or not believe in his conversion, I believe it's authentic and real, and, and I celebrate anybody who wants to proclaim Jesus as King of Kings. So, But, but he has this song called Water, and, and it's kind of crazy because I, I'm not a super rapper kind of guy, but I've been listening to this album. And, and there's something to it that's raw, and there's something to it that's real, and... He has this lyrics in the song, Water. It says, Jesus, flow through us. Jesus, heal the bruises. Jesus, clean the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. Jesus, give us strength. Jesus, make us well. Jesus, help us live. Jesus, give us wealth. Jesus is our safe. Jesus is our rock. Jesus, give us grace. Jesus, keep us safe. I don't hear anything about let's make a church, let's make an organization, let's organize ourselves and do a bunch of clean Christian activities so we are protected from the world. <laughs> no, what, what he's talking about there is all the qualities that Jesus has for his believers, his followers. And that's what the church is. It's a group of people who have come together around Jesus as our Lord and King and that we serve him in our uniqueness as he's called this body. To go out into a world and proclaim him and to make his name known. See, you'll see the slide here. See, our next generation is not interested in joining an organization or just being part of an event, but they're interested in Jesus. Now, you, you might question whether or not they, they are or aren't interested in Jesus. You're like, no, 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 I, we know this culture. They're not interested in God. They're not interested in Jesus. I would say they're not interested in what the church has proclaimed or what the church has shown of who Jesus is. Because if they actually got to experience and see Jesus for who Jesus is, they would be running after him as fast as they can. What? Somebody who can take away my sin? Somebody who can take away my guilt and shame? What? Because by the way, humanity is messy. We're going to make mistakes. And our teens today have tried all kinds of things to find something that's lacking in their life and it's left them empty and lost. And yet when we say come to church, all they think about is join a religious activity. But that's why I go back to that scripture that, that are you showing a level of hope in your life, the genuine Jesus, the real Jesus, or are you checking some religious boxes that make us 
religious, but it's not producing the hope that should be in us for the world to ask us, why do you have so much hope? (laughs) Because this world, and especially this young generation, is longing for some answers and some meaning to life. In a world that is continually becoming more chaotic, ever fleeting, where's the rock? Where's the foundation? Where's the peace? Where's the hope? And it is only found in Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in the church. I believe in a group of people who are on mission together following Jesus as king to do something collectively that they can do much better together than they can do individually. You see, I also believe that there's, there's power and safety in the church, meaning a collective group of followers of Jesus, because if any one of you have ever decided to be disconnected from community, you will quickly tell me, I'll now ask you, you'll tell me the story of how you started getting further and further away from Jesus. We've all been there. There's something about coming together, serving one another, worshiping Jesus, hearing his word proclaimed, and encouraging one another. That's what the church is, whether it's in a building like this or whether it's in a home. People who gather underneath Jesus as king, who are on mission together, that's what a church is. So today, I'm declaring... So the church of man is dead. Amen. Woo! Yeah! You can clap on that one. Because I have no interest in the church of man. I have interest in the church of Jesus Christ. You can clap for that one too. Church of Jesus Christ. Where Jesus is the leader, where Jesus is king. Because it's Jesus who heals. It's Jesus who saves. It's Jesus who forgives. It's Jesus who brings life. It's Jesus who brings freedom. It's Jesus Christ. And for us, we have the privilege of being in an environment where we can encourage each other and challenge each other and be on mission together, and that's called the church. But this future generation needs people like you and I to live authentic, pursuing Jesus. Not just being a part of a Christian club. Yes. 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 Somebody likes that one too, I guess. All right. (laughs) See, this is the future church. This is the future church that I believe that Jesus is looking for. The church where everybody belongs and everybody plays. Everybody belongs and everybody plays. And in this church of Jesus Christ, we all pursue a world that is ever darkening. We pursue all generations, our young and our old. We love everybody. We care for everybody. We're quick to forgive. We're full of grace. See, we're no longer content with going to church. We must be the church. 
We must be the church. You see, I think that word that Nikki had, I didn't talk to her ahead of time. She, uh, she didn't know what I was going to be speaking of. This, this call the Lord is, is asking us to be engaged and involved is what he's saying is, church, we, we need each other. We need to be all in. We need to be on mission together. And we can't think about that we're just going to come to church, that we're just going to attend church, that we're just going to consume church, that we're just going to be participants, meaning to show up, that we're going to be involved in the mission of Jesus Christ. Now you might say, I need an action point. That's, this is like, I don't know, how do I take my next step? And I'll tell you what, your next step is found in pursuing the Holy Spirit. Because as you pursue the Holy Spirit, that's God's Spirit dwelling inside of you. And by the way, you don't need to wait until myself or somebody on the pastoral team or some other leader to say, you need to do this, this, this. You need to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying inside of you and pursue what he's calling you to. I trust the Spirit of God inside of you. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have his spirit dwelling inside of you, who's there to guide you, equip you, empower you. Our job is to fan the flame that's inside of you and encourage you, and yes, call things out of you, and then give you opportunities, of course. The Bible says that, that church leadership is to help train and release I was thinking back about our, our heritage as a church, and if the worship team wants to come up at this point as well. Our heritage as a church, we've always been about raising up and sending. I'm thinking about back in the early days. I, I've been a part of this church ever since probably it was four years young. I wasn't a part of it when it was meeting at um, Dan Fontaine, Dan Fontaine's living room in Deerfield, New Hampshire. I wasn't a part of it of when, um, <laughs> are you trying to get me off the stage? Like, wah, wah, wah. I wasn't a part of it when it was meeting at Dame School, but I was when, when they moved to Pembroke Academy in their auditorium some 18, 19 years ago. Uh, my my wife and my, I guess we just had Ethan at that time, uh, was there. Just my little baby, Ethan, who's now, there he is in the back there. He's now a sophomore in university. And, um, but since that time, we planted the lake, a church up in, in Tilton, New Hampshire. We sent missionaries to Quebec, the Fontaines. We sent missionaries to Rwanda. Um, Rich and Robin Smith. We uh, planted Cross Point, um, Pastor Peter and Deb Shepherd. Um, some of you are in here that were a part of that. We, um, we planted, then we went multi-site. Now we have a church in Pittsfield because of this congregation. We have a church in Laconia because of this congregation. We have a church in Manchester because of this congregation called the Zeal Movement, Zeal Church. And we have a church actually in Concord, Restoration Church, that came from this church. You're starting to see some things. Kevin and Sylvie, we just launched them. Elders, we just launched them to, to help a church in Amherst, New Hampshire. And you realize when you start to begin to see that, wait a second, God is 
in charge. God is doing something and God is raising people up to influence the state of New Hampshire. Think about this influence that God has been doing starting like some 20 years ago. And now he's joining you to be a part of this story today to say that the the church in the future probably is going to look very much like the thing that he has oh that was that was my girl that she just was dedicated and she's squawking I love her bring her back she's our family so know this this is not just to get all feel good. This is like realizing that God has a mission for you to be on. That he's going to start calling you. Some of you are going to be future pastors. Some of you are going to be future evangelists and teachers and prophets. And he's raising you up and calling you to be on just sitting here on a Sunday morning. He's engaging you into the mission of what he's trying to do in New Hampshire. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be more of you being sent out to be pastors. I wouldn't be surprised if more churches are going to be started out of here because that's been our spiritual DNA as a church. So that's almost a perfect segue because if John and Abby Wallace also want to um, come at this time and you're going to go grab your youngsters probably... We have an opportunity as the, as the Church of Jesus Christ. Oh my word, I like these guys too. <laughs> to be a part of a church that raises up and then releases and sends. And, and this is the future church right here. Oh my word, guys. <laughs> oh, I love these guys. Oh, I love these guys. <laughs> So, so if you were here last week, you, you heard the news that uh, John is um, taking a ministry role at Shiloh Community Church in Manchester, um, his childhood church, his, his parents still go to that church, and um, he's going to be a worship director. So you know John's giftedness and his creativity and his talent. Um, So uh, this is his uh, last Sunday. <laughs> Hold it together, Mark. <laughs> and so we're gonna we're gonna pray over them and send them off, and um, and then we're gonna release them to be in the foyer, so you guys can say um, uh, farewell farewell to them. But here's the thing: they're not they're in Manchester, right? He's in worship, right? We know we have these regional worship things, so we're gonna see John again. Um, yes, we will. And he's agreed if we have time, he'll change our sets like he's always done for us, which is so nice. Uh, um, so, um, so can you just um, extend your hands to them as we pray uh, over them? And if I can have a microphone over here, Julia, one of these doesn't make a difference. Pastor Richie, do you mind uh, praying and I'll just close after you? Father, we thank you for this time for everything. This is season for everything. Thank you for the time that John and his family were here for six years at Praise Capital Church. 
their friends and their family, and they will forever be. Thank you, Lord God, for the gift and the talent that you've given this man. Lord God, his creativity and art and his heart to just serve you and to always bring excellence, his best, whenever he serves and lead people, Lord God, to do the same thing. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the leadership. And we thank you, Lord God, for your presence that is so strong in this man's life. Lord God, we pray, Lord God, as we send them off, just as you've used them in a powerful, in a mighty way, that you would do the same thing where they're going, Lord God. That they would not just lead people to know you, but they would challenge leaders, Lord God, to do the same thing, to always give their excellence and best for you. And so, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray a blessing and a double anointing for John and his family. Lord God, protect them, provide for them, and use them for your greater glory. For your greater glory. We love them, Lord God. And this is not the end, but just a new beginning. We will always be connected. We will always be brothers and sisters in the Lord. And we will always continue to do greater things for your kingdom here in New Hampshire so your name will be famous so your name will be known all for the glory of God we pray these things in Jesus name Amen Just let them transition so well Father I thank you for Abby thank you for John I thank you for this family God I thank you that they're faithful to you and they're calling and Lord, even though for us it's, uh, it's yeah, sad in our own hearts, God, but we celebrate and rejoice because, God, they're pursuing you. So in our humanness, we feel that loss. But Lord Jesus, I know in your kingdom there's celebration because they're there pursuing uh, the calling that you have in their lives. So Lord, we just thank you and appreciate them. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give them a big hand. So they're going to be in the foyer, and uh, if you'd like to connect with them before they go, but a couple things in closing. One is um, kind of get used to that, because as we raise people up, if we just kept everybody here, we wouldn't be doing our job. We have to raise people up and then release them and send them out. The Bible said that, says that the harvest is ripe. In other words, plentiful. There's a lot of work to be done out there. But the workers are few. Go, go send those who will then train up and to release the workers. And so know this. So we're about raising and sending, and some of you sitting here today might be the next ones we get to pray over to pursue the things that Jesus has for you to see his kingdom grow and expand. Remember, because we're not about a church called Grace Capital Church. We're about a church called the Church of Jesus Christ, who is our King, our Lord. 
Well, tomorrow, uh, next week, we're going to be having um, baptisms. If you have not ever been baptized in water yet, we do it by immersion here. We'll have this tank here. You'll get to see what that looks like um, online if you go to gccnh.com forward slash baptisms or next steps you'll be able to sign up to be baptized if you've never been water baptized you watch a little instructional video that says what it is um, and uh, we will just have a great celebration uh, so if you've given your life to Jesus but you've never been water baptized next week is your week we'll do it during our worship service um, and then also remember if you have not signed up to become a member yet um, we'll be having that class in a couple weeks as well so I just want to let you leave with you this thing. Remember, where's your hope meter? How much hope do you have? Uh, if your hope's feeling a little down, spend more time with Jesus. Jesus is the one that gives you the hope. Spend more, more time with him. Ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He empowers you, equips you, and then realize that um, we need to be prepared to, to answer this hope that we have. Don't invite them to church. You can, but invite them to know Jesus first, please, because <laughs> uh, he's the one that transforms us. And, uh, and let's do this together. Let's be on mission together, serving our Lord and King to pursue uh, New Hampshire with the love of Jesus. Amen. Well, let me just pray in closing. Um, there's some of you, I just want to invite you to know Christ today. Maybe you're here uh, for the first time. You've never made a commitment to Jesus, and I'll introduce you to him like I did so many years ago. It's a simple prayer that I prayed, and, and that opens up our spirit to know uh, the Lord um, Jesus. So let's close our eyes. For all those who are here who already know Jesus, just begin praying for those who have yet made that decision to follow Jesus. If you're here today and you're saying, I'd like to have that, that hole that's inside of me filled. I've known of God, but I've never experienced Jesus in my life. And if that's you, would you just take a moment in the, in the quietness of this room just to raise your hand and just say, I want to know Jesus. Anybody here? I'm not going to ask anything of you except just acknowledgement that you thank you so much. Anybody else? Anybody else want to know Jesus today? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Well, for all those who raise your hand, this is a simple prayer that you just pray. This is not the magic prayer, but this is a prayer of acknowledgement. Just whisper this underneath your breath as, as I pray this. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I repent, meaning I, I choose to live a different way. Thank you for being raised from the grave, conquering death. Thank you for forgiving my sin. Thank you for forgiving my guilt or helping with my guilt and shame that, is, that slave has been wiped clean. I want to follow you, Jesus, all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Give all those who gave their lives to Jesus today a big hand. So your next step, those who gave their life to Jesus, we can connect with you. Fill out a connect card. Uh, we'll follow up with you. But your next step would be next week, baptism too. Come to um, church, get baptized. It's an outward expression of what Jesus has already done inwardly in you.
Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If this ministry has impacted you and you would like to partner with Grace Capital Church to impact the communities around you, please join us at gccnh.com forward slash partners.